audio version of Michael Leitman's blog. March 10, 2023. We are lacking an attack. Once during Sukkot, the entire group was in a very good state and I asked my teacher Rabesh what else were we lacking in order to jump right now to a special degree, which already is a spiritual one. He answered, we are lacking an attack. We need an attack from your side. An attack is a cry of the heart. Everyone connects in one heart and together we ask, demand, shout, and beg for one thing, we want to rise up and cling to the Creator. It does not matter whether it is men or women, the main thing is to cry together from the bottom of the heart and address one Creator. We only need to strengthen our connection so that it becomes even more powerful and strong, where everyone clings to the friends with all his might and holds on to them. Then we will definitely feel ourselves in a spiritual ascent. The Creator has placed us, in a good state, we just need to connect more. From the Daily Kabbalah Lesson March 6, 2023 Working in Ascents and Descents Pesach is the beginning of the spiritual path. Pesach, Passover, is the biggest holiday for Kabbalists because it represents an exit from our egoism, from the will to receive pleasure, from the state of separation from the Creator, and from distance from our friends. Passover is the beginning of the spiritual path, when we break away from the pincers of egoism that suffocate us, and do not allow us, to breathe. Therefore we want to escape from such egoism in order to move toward connection between us, and to restore the common plea of Adam Harishon, one common soul, in order to feel in it one spiritual world, one light, one creator, and all of us, together as one. This is why this holiday is so important. There is no more important holiday than Passover. Pesach means leap, passage. When we make a leap, we move from a state of egoistic reception to altruistic bestowal. When we exit from our egoism, the will to receive, and this earthly nature that is artificially created by the Creator, it is really a great holiday. A fascinating journey into spirituality begins with it. A person should feel that he needs a spiritual plea, that he wants to contain all the parts of the soul so that they fill all his inner desire, and all his thoughts and aspirations would be only about the point of connection with the Creator. If he has reached such a state, it means that he has already prepared himself for exodus from Egypt. Without a sense of exile, it is impossible to reach redemption. After all, the advantage of light is revealed only from darkness. Therefore, if the Creator wants to lead us, to bestowal, to a state of being equal to the Creator, he is forced to lead us, through exile. The difference between exile, galut, and redemption, geula, is only in one letter aleph, comma meaning the Creator. When the Creator begins to appear in our life, exile turns into redemption. From the first part of the Daily Kabbalah Lesson March 6, 2023. Pesach, Passover. What does everything existing consist of? Question. We know that the structure of our world is atoms. They consist of nuclei, 
nuclei of protons, neutrons, and electrons. And what is the structure of spiritual matter? Answer, spiritual matter is desire. Question, what does it consist of? Answer, desire exists by itself. It was created by the Creator, and therefore, there are no more questions about what it is. It is the very desire that exists in nature, and all nature consists of it. Moreover, this desire is only to be satisfied, to enjoy, to receive, to be filled with something that is outside of it. And besides, there is a desire to give, to saturate, to fill. Everything that exists consists of these two desires. From Cab TV's The Study of the Ten Sephirot, Tess, February 12, 2023. Why did English become an international language? Question, why was English chosen as the language of international communication? Answer, at one time England fought with Germany for the spread of influence on the American territory, and such prerequisites were created that the German language was supposed to prevail. As a result, today we would have seen the whole world speaking German. But the upper management took such a turn that the world went along the English branch of culture, although it is not far from the German one. It is just more open, less closed. The Germans wanted to enslave everyone by force, and the British, basically, planted their own culture, their own language, and therefore, they spread in a completely different way. The Germans did not have a goal to discover new lands and settle there. Their goal was only to enslave and crush. And the English attitude to the world, to the discovery of new lands, was more preferable and softer, and therefore it prevailed. As a result, English is closer to being corrected as an international language than German. And where is the German language used except for Germany itself and some countries around it? Nowhere. And this despite the fact that German culture has always prevailed in Europe. English, Austrian, and Hungarian kings were from Germany. In the end, these are all Germanic peoples. Previously, there were a lot of all kinds of Germanic tribes that united not so long ago. But today it doesn't matter anymore. Question, what is the next, correct way to merge? Answer, now there will no longer be a path of unity across peoples, nationalities, and languages. The next path is a general forced unification, from which we cannot escape. And Kabbalah will spread spiritually as a spiritual culture. People will be drawn to it no matter where they are because, due to their inner need, they will feel that they need it. From Cab TV's I got a call. English language June 2, 2012. Levels of shock. Question, when many people gather at the Congress, and among them are beginners who absorb what you say with their mouths open, they are just in shock. While they are in shock, does the system work with them somehow? Answer, beginners are shocked by two levels. The first is the level of knowledge, generalization, and understanding of the entire system. Suddenly they see that somehow everything is coming together, everything is in order. From clarity, from awakening, 
they experience the first shock, it is because Kabbalah really gives such a simple, clear, and precise view of the world and nature that a person is really amazed in comparison to what he knew before. This is the first. The second is that they feel the inner force that comes from the upper layer. They cannot explain what it is, but the feeling is already there. Question, does it mean that information from a parallel layer enters them? Answer, no. I cannot insert anything into them if they do not want it. Only to the extent that they have spent their efforts to come to the lecture, connect, listen, understand, and join, they absorb some information. But in no case does it deprive them of their free will. From Cab TVs I got a call. Coercion in Kabbalah June 9, 2012. To the extent of similarity to the qualities of light. Kabbalah is a method of attracting the upper force that changes you and raises you to the degree at which you can feel it. As Balha Sulam said, and only what you reveal, you and no one else will reveal. People are always trying to retell all this as if one can convey something in words. There is no way. No electrodes and signals can do anything. It is impossible to connect to the next informational level by any science, because the information is in a different form there, in the form of light. And there are no physical adapters of light that would sense it at our level, you have to create them. To create them is to become similar. To the extent that you are similar to the qualities of light, you begin to connect to this field and receive energy, information from it, everything that is in it, its perception. Therefore, there is nothing but an internal change of a person. From Cab TVs I got a call. I am a mirror for others June 9, 2012. New Life 452 Wave of Upheavals in Israel, Part 1 Hello, and thanks for being with us here on the New Life Show, a series of talks with Dr. Michael Lightman. Hello, Dr. Lightman. Hello, everyone. Hello, Nitzamazoz. Hello. Today we're talking about a very painful topic, the wave of riots among the Israeli Arabs. We'd like to understand this phenomenon and what can we do about it. Be with us, Nitza, please. Yeah, this is a very painful subject that every time awakens anew in our country. And in the past month, another wave of very violent riots and terror attacks and car rammings began. Fear came back to the streets. Children, teenagers are afraid to be on the streets, especially in Jerusalem, where throwing rocks and Maltov cocktails is something that happens practically on a daily basis. And due to the deterioration in our relations, we'd like to dedicate this show in order to better understand about the very complex relationship between us and the Israeli Arabs that are citizens, they have equal rights, 
And when the terror attacks come from their side, it's not like a terror attack committed by someone from outside of our borders that we can somehow stop or something. But these are people that live among us. And it's something that comes at you from home. So the first question is, is there a new situation here the way you see it? Is there a new tendency in these recent acts? First of all, what I'll say, I'll say only from my understanding of the general system of the world, the country, the population in Israel, and not from my own knowledge, which I have acquired, and it's not that I rely on some sociological research. I'm not the kind of person who's involved in these things. It's not that I follow the news and... I investigate one or another kind of population and I'm not even close to understanding or feeling what's going on in the field. I'm also not a psychologist that I exactly understand the Israeli psyche and the Jewish psyche and the Arab psyche, the Palestinian one, and so on. I'm not speaking from the field, from the realm of this world. And therefore, on the one hand, I feel myself free. And on the other hand, I can say that what I'm saying is the truth in my eyes. And it's not my own truth, but this is actually how nature behaves, or the creator and the upper force, providence, the upper governance. This is how it behaves with us. So we learn from the wisdom of Kabbalah that everything's controlled by a system called the system of nature, or Elohim, God, which in Gimatria, equals nature. And this system is in some kind of a very chaos-like starting point, similar to the general chaos called the shattering, or the sin of the tree of knowledge, doesn't matter how you call it. And gradually this entire system, just like our entire universe, is gradually arranged according to the laws that are becoming ever clearer in it, that laws that previously didn't exist in it because the necessary matter in order to scrutinize these laws was lacking. There was no vegetative, so we didn't know. The laws between the inanimate and the vegetative or among the vegetative couldn't be revealed. There was no animate, so all of the laws of the behavior of the animate couldn't be revealed, and the vegetative and the animate were still in the animate, and the way they influence one another, and before man was revealed, meaning the human species was already a part of that system, but was not yet revealed. And so the laws pertaining to the human species were not revealed yet. And what's going on with it, and its very special influence over the still, the vegetative, and the animate, 
In short, we only see that the more the still vegetative animate and speaking matter develops, it arranges itself in a particular way of a very orderly system. It is revealed as a system that's being drawn to balance to a constant state where all the parts of the system have to get their place, their expression, until the entire system, probably in the future, will reach balance and reach its inner harmony. This is what we see. This is also what researchers say. And therefore, this is what we discover. We also discover different phenomena in mankind, in human society. And it's especially developing at a special pace compared with the still, the vegetative, and the animate. In several years, humanity developed. Even in the 20th century, how much it developed compared with the still, vegetative, and animate that compared with it barely even changed. So, what we're discovering, we're discovering different phenomena, which is typical characteristic of a system that is drawn to balance. Different phenomena that shows how disbalanced it is are revealed, and every time anew. And this phenomena will become more and more revealed in a more and more detailed way, subtle way, individual way. And we will see how much the entire system takes into consideration the disbalance between all the parts of the system, which are even more subtle and more individual, and takes care of them. Meaning, actually, here we're, as observers, observing the process that all of humanity is going through. On the background of the still vegetative inanimate, that also change a bit compared with humanity. And this is a natural process called in due time, meaning that everything functions according to a special pace that exists in nature, according to some special clock, like in a computer. We have this kind of generator that creates the pulses and the computer works accordingly. This is how it works in nature. What's interesting about what we're observing is the process that the different parts of humanity are going through in this process, the relations between them. We can already talk about some kind of 
a historic process that different nations and groups and continents went through and so on and so forth, which is actually quite interesting how it happens. Why does it happen? Sometimes we can tell, sometimes we don't know. And even what we say, who knows whether it's correct or not. But first of all, we're observers. And philosophy and history and all this, each can have its own opinions. But there is a very special phenomena here called the people of Israel that first and foremost the uniqueness of this nation is that it's present all throughout human history. All throughout human history. This one thing. Meaning the extent of time during which this phenomenon called the people of Israel exists, it's very unclear. How is it possible that it's happening and it didn't happen with any other nation? Of course, not under the conditions under which this nation exists of exile, disputes, problems, internal and external. How much the entire world is against it, against this phenomenon of the people of Israel. This is also a very special phenomenon that everyone hates it, that everyone wants to erase it and everyone admits that they can't do it. Meaning, they admit openly these two kinds of attitudes. A, we want to erase the people of Israel. B, we can't erase the people of Israel. C, we're dependent on the people of Israel. D, so much that the people of Israel, they're the ones creating all the problems and troubles that we're experiencing, and we can't do anything about them, meaning we're weak compared with this nation, and so on and so forth. And we can give many different special phenomena, but another special phenomenon is the birth of the nation, which is actually a completely artificial one where if all other nations were born because they existed on different parts of the globe under special conditions, got closer, married each other, and so on. And this is how they got organized because they had a specific area and culture and education and language and gradually their history began. And so we can say that, yes, this is a nation, this is a nation, or bigger nations, smaller nations. Afterwards, also religions and different beliefs joined the nations. Meaning there's a special phenomenon here where the people of Israel, they're strange. They were created by organization. Organization as a special human phenomenon where one man called Abraham got up 
and through this very special idea, thought, into mankind, this vision that's completely related to the role and the functioning of all of mankind, and by that, gathered from all of humanity, special people that care about the meaning of life, the purpose of life, identifying with the upper force, the revelation of the upper force, meaning the idea that stood at the essence of this nation is a very exalted idea a natural, not of this world of ours. It's not that we want to live in some special place. We have to keep our borders. We have to protect ourselves against our neighbors and so on and so forth. Meaning, basic, corporeal, even bodily, even animalistic things. That our body our beast demands this, like all other nations were organized. This nation was organized according to completely different things, on a different degree, much higher degree, philosophical degree, based on an idea, much more than any other nation. And also, they didn't choose a place, but Abraham told them, according to how we're getting organized, according to the spiritual principle of being as one man and one heart, all of Israel are friends, we exist in order to reveal the Creator among us, which is the quality of love and bestowal and so on and so forth. According to this principle, our place on earth is there. Let's go there. And they got up. And when, meaning also the place that was set was determined according to their goal, their equivalence of form with the soil, I'd say, where this artificial people also exists in an artificial place and the connection between the nation and the place therefore is very special. The moment this nation throughout history held on to their idea of being as one man and one heart, they were in the same place. The moment this nation no longer fits these spiritual conditions of being as one man and one heart in love of others, they no longer fit that place, and that place emits them. Interesting, we never saw in any other place in history on any other nations, that an inanimate place reacts this way to its inhabitants. And therefore, there is much phenomenon that without knowing and understanding the character of this nation and its place, we won't be able to understand what's going on with it. And also, what's interesting is that history 
exists only in order to allow time and place to work on this nation in its special role all throughout history. And here we have to already further understand what did Abraham teach them. He said that there is a plan and that according to this plan the people of Israel have to be on the one hand at their top when they are gathered together as one man in one heart to achieve that degree. This is called their time of correction. And therefore afterwards they have to go through the shattering, meaning the very opposite, to reveal instead of a good mutual connection between them of one man and one heart, to discover the very opposite state where they're separated internally, mentally distanced from one another and correspondingly they go through different states in their relations with their neighbors and the general upper force that's arranging everything and later on during this time where they're far apart from one another called exile they're dispersed among all the nations they do special work among them preparation work that after they disperse they gather once again and then once again elevate themselves to the degree of unity pulling all of humanity in this direction towards unity and this is already the end of the general connection of all of humanity called the purpose of creation the purpose of the existence of all of mankind in the state called this world and here history comes to an end and all of history has to end during a period of 6,000 years from some special state where this plan was revealed in this world for the very first time to someone called Adam, Adam, and to the last person that will perform the final correction by it closing the entire historic process by which this world disappears because it exists in our perception only because it's shattered not in the correct connection and the moment the last connection clicks and everything closes as one round system then all of humanity starts to feel itself in a round reality, special reality, whole complete reality, and this state is called the next world. And what fulfills them is called the Creator, the upper force, because they have attained Him, and He's upper, because on their way they all the time said that they're upper state is a state of unity, connection, mutual bestowal, mutual love. And this is the state that they have to reach. So the role of this nation in history is clear. This people has to go through different states 
and it has to correctly function correspondingly in order to bring the entire world to a predetermined goal. Without this nation, the goal cannot be attained by all of humanity, it cannot be reached. Meaning, the Israeli nation has to be the head. Therefore, it's called Israel, which are the same letters as Li-Rosh, being the head. It actually has to lead everyone to this final state, and this is its role. And they have to know about this role. There are periods during which it's forbidden for them to even know about it, so it won't stand in their way of mixing with the nations of the world during the time of exile. A state which is disconnected from unity and connection is called exile. And this is how we have to see it. Now, if we want to investigate the state of this society in every historic period, we have to take into consideration what is the general plan, and according to this plan, how does this society, nation, function? Is it more or less realizing, carrying out the plan, or participating in it, or resisting it? Meaning there are different forms of participation here, from minus to plus, from minus 100% to plus 100% in this historic participation, participating in this program that exists in mankind, in this system. Only it depends on the Israeli nation to what extent are they drawn to it themselves and pull the others with them. If they don't do it on time, if they do it incorrectly, then the falling behind is revealed as the revelation of evil forces in nature that didn't enter the connection in the system, were not nourished by the positive forces because there's the force of reception and the force of bestowal, minus and plus, and these two forces have to all the time be balanced by Israel, precisely. If Israel doesn't balance them at every given moment in history, then these forces, both the plus and the minus, work negatively on Israel, the minus pushing from behind, which is not okay. The plus pulls from the front, which is also not okay. Israel don't agree neither with the plus nor with the minus. They don't want to be connected themselves and don't want to pull the entire world with them. And so we see big problems with this nation. And this is actually how their role continues to this day. Today, we're in a special period in time that, first of all, after a long period called exile of 2,000 years, we can and must disclose to the Israeli nation and to the entire world what's ahead of us. We have to tell everyone, gentlemen, there is a period ahead which is very interesting, very crucial, because now 
We're receiving the rains into our own hands, both the plus and also the minus, the two forces of nature. They're ready for us. We have to take them and lead ourselves towards the integral connection, towards harmony, to lift ourselves to the degree of stolen love, and this is something that we can do. These forces of minus and plus will aid us. Also, the negative force will be helpmate against him and the positive force. And here, all the work is ahead of us. Let's take it and do it. And with this, we have to turn also to the entire world and to ourselves and the upper fours, to everything, to use whatever we can. Because we have received this free choice, this plan, this process, the entire program that explains what's ahead till the end of correction, till the good, nice final state, and therefore, we have to understand the current reality looking only from this direction, from this degree of the plan, of what does this plan demand of us. So this is how I look at what's happening today in Israel, and not according to newspapers or the psychology of these nations that we study and know or don't know, that sometimes I'm told, no, nah, you don't understand the Israelis, the Arabs, you don't know this, you don't know that. I don't want to know, because I know that what we know and see, it's all very superficial, but we have to understand the tendencies of nature which operates it all and then we'll really know how to solve the problem. And superficially wise, we don't even know how to quench these things. Therefore, from my point of view, I think that we have to study the current state and its solution. Our time's up. It was really interesting. If you agree, we'll be happy to talk about this some more. We have many more questions. Thank you very much, Dr. Lightman. Thank you, Nitsa. Thank you for being with us. Till next time, all the best.